Why, hello there, friends. You are now tuning into an episode of Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. Our special guest today is Rich Least, the director of Unscripted Casting at Netflix. We hope you enjoy and thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of conversations with filmmakers. When I tell you I am excited about the guests coming up, my boy, Rich Lease. This guy is over at Netflix, killing the game over in casting. Rich, will you just please give us the opportunity and let us know what is your current position over there and how long have you been in the media industry? Hi, Vonti. Hard. So yeah, my name is Rich Least. I'm at Netflix. Uh, I've been at Netflix for uh, over two years now, but I've been in uh, in in unscripted specifically for twenty four years. Listen, wow. no one is gonna, no one's gonna <laughs> disrespect you on your age or anything like that. You know what I mean? But that is a long time to be in the industry, and it is excellent. I think that's amazing, man. That is amazing. And I mean, we still look young, Rich. You yeah, know? listen, whatever we, sometimes I don't feel it. Sometimes I wake up and the bones don't feel it. But most of the times, most of the times, I, 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 I think that we, I think that we work in a youthful industry. And I think that's what keeps us young. I mean, I think that, you know, everything we do is not, uh, you know, in production and in casting, we're meeting new people, we're, we're finding new people, we are, <clears throat> our day is not, is not come in at nine and leave at five. It mm -hmm. is, it is, it is a hustle every day. And it, while, you know, some of the process is the same and how we cast, it's every project is innately different. And so mm -hmm. you have to be on your toes, you have to think of different ways to find people to, you know, in, in unscripted and what what I specialize in, you know, there's so many different genres. There's so many different levels to it. And um, what's most important is that everybody's different. Nobody like we, we don't follow a script. We 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 yeah. go by real people. We go by real people who have real lives and real jobs outside of television. And that's what makes it interesting and captivating is that we that, that we get to see uh, the human side of people rather than, uh, I don't, I don't get a script that says you got to find somebody between 20 and 25 to play a, uh, a bodega owner, you know, like <laughs> that is I, I, I have to, if, if that's what I, if I'm looking for somebody who runs like a, a market, our, our teams are calling those places and, and talking to people and, and feeling them out. Exactly. So then, um, maybe put them on camera or something. Yeah. So let me ask you, so because you're being really humble right now, and I love that because let me tell you guys, I have assimilated Rich as my mentor. He didn't sign up for it. You know, it just started with me asking him questions, con not constantly, but just pinging him every once in a while when I wanted some feedback on things, right? But this guy has helped to produce episodes for Wipeout, Celebrity Name Game. He's helped cast for shows like Undercover Boss, Fear Factor, and Shark Week. You know, break down more for the audience what Unscripted actually means and the, you know, like you mentioned, the kind of content that you develop. I know that, does that include like documentary stuff as well? 
Um, yes, I say like in my role now, uh, you know, it, I, I am fortunate. When I started two and a half years ago at Netflix, Netflix didn't have a casting department. Mm -hmm. um, so there was no, there was no casting department. It was just creative executives working with, uh, productions, you know, a, a lot of our, our unscripted projects are partner managed. So fortunate enough mm -hmm. that before I was at Netflix, I was, I was part of those partners that were managing everything and, uh, was, was pitching cast to Netflix or overseeing casting directors and, 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 and how we set ourselves up for success. So everything from like, creating the budget to hiring the team to organizing the calendar and making sure that we did everything right and on time while delivering a quality cast that spoke to whatever um, genre or content it was, whether it was dating, whether it was cooking, whether it was documentaries. Um, so now at Netflix, I kind of uh, coming in here, I was, I was the first, I was the first hire in casting. Um, and now mm -hmm. I kind of, partner like my my colleagues that I work with are the head of scripted casting and the head of features while none of us weigh in on on what each other does we have this connectivity uh between us um so I kind of oversee uh all the casting that comes in from an unscripted standpoint so documentaries are part of that too um I think you know on my team this year uh we 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 for from a documentary standpoint, we had Mahershala Ali voice um, Chimp Empire, which was a an, an awesome document an awesome documentary on on Netflix. We had uh, Morgan Freeman do um, do Our Planet, and and he's doing Life on Our Planet coming up next. I love uh, his voice. And, and <laughs> I love he, it. He, he's great, and both of those and and both uh, both Mahershala and Morgan got nominated for Emmys. Um, uh, so you know the kind of it's a it's a big deal for for my for my little casting team. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, and then we also oversee like participants and then hosts and judges on all and all of our unscripted slate. So um, that is amazing. Kind of what we do. So we have a we have a we have a fun job. Exactly, and you have a fun project that you got mentioned to me earlier coming out in November, right? Which yeah, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is but that yeah, something you can our, speak on? I don't want you nah, giving I up. Or, I mean, it's being promoted as well. So yeah, I, I can't give you the official date, but it's going to be coming out uh, hopefully this fall. It's going to be coming out this fall, um, hopefully in November. Um, but we're doing Squid Game, the challenge, which is the unscripted version of Squid Game. Nobody dies. There's no, no, no thing crazy, but it is a full-on immersive experience. Um, these people. So, we 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 took on the challenge of 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 casting the largest unscripted challenge show ever to be done with the largest prize, uh, with the largest cash prize to ever be out there. So, we did a global casting um, for for an, our version, all English speaking, just so that people could communicate. But uh, mm -hmm. we have people from. Uh, from Brazil, from Sweden, from wow. from the UK, from Mexico, from uh, all all around the globe, and so we cast in in a, a very large chunk from the United States. Uh, so we cast four hundred and fifty six participants Whoa. to be on be on the show. Um, and what kind of cash prize is that again? So that people point, know, like this is yeah, why these people. This is why it's a big deal. Four yeah. point 
five, six million dollars. So wow. somebody somebody is uh is is leaving the show with a life-changing amount of money. Absolutely. So, better odds than the lottery, but it's challenging. It's hard. Like mm-hmm. they they lived there. They lived in the bunk beds. They lived at like on the scene. They were fully immersed. They didn't, they couldn't leave. They couldn't see their family. So We'll see. And the thing, the thing that I like about you, though, um, Rich, is that you're very much hands on. You know, a lot of times maybe somebody from casting might be like, all right, we're in production and I'm out of here. Right. But you will actually go over to the productions and check in and all of that stuff as well. It's almost like yeah, on um, the right projects for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's 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 my background. So it's like mm-hmm. I I came from that production side of uh of of not only being a part of casting but i was like i feel like i was fortunate enough and what built my skill set was that i i got to go on shows where i was able to not just oversee the casting and be a part of the casting of the shows i then got to go on and produce the shows and and be a part of production and and be on set and be be a part of all our participants journeys or all our contestants journeys and then i also you know, had uh, did what a lot of casting people don't do too is I I, I stayed on after the show. Maybe mm-hmm. I was casting a different show at that time, but I would stay on the show to help people through the the journey of being on a show and then having it air and what that journey is like. And mm-hmm. at Netflix, it's it's even crazier because you come on a Netflix show, and I I I I know it because I'm I, I lived a part of it. You come on a Netflix show and you're going to be, for better or worse, you're going to be a celebrity. What level of celebrity doesn't matter, like whether that's D, E or F. But I say you're you're a celebrity in the fact that you were on a show that's not just airing in the U.S. When it goes out, it goes global and people watch the show and then people are reaching out to you. They're in your DMs. They're telling you like they're telling you they love you and they're telling you they hate you. We have passionate our, our oh my goodness! Passionate yes. about unscripted, and so it's a hard journey sometimes because, you know, you you may have filmed a year ago and then it goes out and then all of a sudden people are like, I can't believe you said that! Like, and you're like, did I? When did I say that? Like, uh, like, <laughs> like, you're like, can somebody roll it's back? It's in the that. context of the of the game yeah. or the, or whatever has happened. So, you know, there's uh, they're instantly your Instagram followers could go from like 70 to like 70,000. Or in some cases, some people have gone from like 7,000 to a million in the course that they've been on, depending on like the show and the success of it. So absolutely, it's it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. Now a message from our sponsors. We are excited to bring you this world exclusive teaser from Bad Rabbit Pictures and Movie Pods. They are presenting Age of Prophecy, a sci-fi fantasy podcast done in the style of the radio dramas of yesteryear. Coming soon to all streaming platforms. Visit www.moviepods.com or www.theanukechronicles.com for all the release dates. You won't want to miss this one. Your myths were born from our history. Let's check it out. Life, a vile, messy sequence of events before we die. All designed for something beyond us. It has to be, or else what's the point? 
You don't know me, but I know you. I am responsible for your triumphs and miseries. Zira and Lil's all, and to truly understand your own story, you must know mine. Your myths were born from my history. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. Should we tell the people how me and you even met? Yeah, <laughs> they of understand. course. Because it, you were speaking of that, and I'm like, I wish I had that kind of counseling back then because it's been a little bit crazy with people asking for autographs and the trolls <laughs> that want to say evil things to you and all of that stuff. So... Um, but I met Rich on Wipeout. I was actually a contestant on Wipeout many, many moons ago. I think that was like season one, right? Season one. Uh, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was season one. And I, was, yeah. <laughs> I th you were a producer on that show, correct? Yep, yep. So all I remember, and I always tell this story because it makes me giggle so much because I appreciate the the... Mm -hmm what would I say, the laser focus that you had when I met you, right? Because a lot of people don't do that. And, and I want to get into that after I tell this story as well. We, I want to dive deeper into your background, honestly, into like how you even started in this industry, right? And I see your face already. It's nothing bad, but yeah, like yeah, really no, from I'm not like kidding. college on up or whatever the case may be, or, you know, that first day you stepped on set, That that's really where I wanted to go with it. But the way that I met Rich over here was going on Wipeout. We're in, where were we at? At a ranch or something? Yeah. Out yep, in LA. Sable, Sable Ranch in Santa Clarita. Yeah, we were out there. I had never been in there. Like your call was like 4 a.m. to get there. 4 or 5 a.m. get on set or whatever. It's pitch dark. The sun has not come up. I'd step my foot out the car and I hear a voice in the distance. <laughs> and it is, <laughs> it is rich, crazy. <laughs> Hi, are you Vonty McCray? And I said, how the hell did this man know who I was out of all these contestants? You know what I mean? And I felt like that was attention to detail. There's times where people are meeting people in the industry and have no clue. You know, that technique that you use of actually genuinely wanting to engage someone like that, that's a contestant, that whole trailer was full with people and you're just like that's Vonty McCray and that is so-and-so and that is so-and-so you know <laughs> I did not have a good time on the show of course I'm sure people are going to google the Vonty <laughs> McCray episode right now pause this watch it um but I did have an excellent time 
on getting to know everyone and doing something fun and challenging myself, you know, yeah. being yeah. fearless like that. So you did it. You were fearless. <laughs> and an angel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> doing the robot. You know, me and John Henson are still friends, by the way. I love it. Yeah, yeah, we're still friends on yeah Listen, on social. You're, unforget you're unforgettable, Bonnie. Oh my God. I wish I was unforgettable. <laughs> I mean, I wish I was forgettable. But I did have people asking me for my autographs. And I was like, is this real? So I get what you're saying with the C D E F. I'm more like a G celebrity, but yeah. what but I people, wanted to ask people you, recognize you more than now than they did before. Oh my God. They're still asking. And I'm like, isn't that like a decade later? Yeah. And then when Netflix took on the episodes, Netflix started doing the rerun episodes of Wipeout from the start. And it started it all back again. I had yeah. friends that were on my friends list talking about, I was watching Wipeout and I did not know you were on there. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was a fun time. But I wanted to go back to Rich, right? What made you get into this industry? Like, when did that exactly start? How young were you? You know, give us the story. Because that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Uh, well, I moved out. I moved out to California when I was eighteen. Wow. Uh, so I moved out right after high school, much to this dismay of uh, of, of my parents. But I. I <laughs> When I first came out here, I, I taught music and I was in a performing group called Young Americans. And I went I, and I taught uh, all around the U.S. And that lasted about three years. Um, and it was a great time, like met a lot of great people and met a lot of connections. And what really what happened was I uh, I was it was working. It was working something where other young Americans were and were like a kind of a, a tight community. It's not a religious group or anything like that. It's mm -hmm. just people who were like really wanted to support the arts and support music. And we taught music and we taught musical theater and we taught the stuff. So what kind I, of music was, was it? What kind of music? I like music, like musical theater, like a lot of like oh. singing. There was some dancing. There was a whole thing. You can um, dance, Rich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing uh, with you. And then, uh, and then uh, what happened was I was going to school and uh, I just didn't feel like it was right for me. Like I knew I, I knew I wanted to work in entertainment. I knew I wanted to work in TV. Mm -hmm. And I had met somebody who was who was part of the group, um, Mark L. Wahlberg, not Marky Mark, Mark L. Wahlberg, uh, <laughs> who, hosts, who hosts Temptation Island um, wow. currently. And uh, and he was was he had his own show for a while he had his own thing but I I met him at like this get together and then I was like you know it was like at a Super Bowl party and uh and then like the Tuesday afterwards or maybe the Thursday afterwards it was raining and I was at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles oh I and love that place so good uh and he was there and it was just us it was like me and my friend and him alone and we were the only people there and I went up to him and I was like it's like Mark. I don't know if you remember. He's like, of course I remember you. And he's like, he's like, what's up, Rich? And so we, so he's like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I was like, I, I just want to work in TV. I know that I'm going to have to start as a production assistant. Like I'm not not naive. I and I, I'm willing to. I want to start at the bottom, and I want to. I want to work in production. And I want to work in TV. And he was like, okay. And he mm -hmm. called at the table right there. He called. Uh, he called Dick Clark Productions, who is um, putting together um the mtv awards wow called, called weakest link because he was just a guest there and he knew the showrunner wow. um, 
and uh, and he called one other place. But needless to say, the next the next day, I got a call from Weakest Link asking if I would come in for an interview for a day uh -huh. player, an interview for a day player. They wanted me, so I was like, "Yep, I'll be there." I lived in Orange County. I Wait, drove break it down. Break down a day player for these people that will do not know for the audience. So a day player is somebody who gets hired for one day. That's <laughs> it. Like you, you're you're like you're not on a. They're not hiring you for a week. They're not mm -hmm. like they need extra help on maybe. Well, they need, and what they said is, we need extra help on our filming days. And so they asked me to come in and, and do an interview. And so. I was like, I knew no different. I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, okay. And so I drove to Burbank <laughs> and I uh, and I had an interview for for a day player for one day. And I mean, I was there for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours uh, and finally met and talked with them. And they were like, okay, they didn't offer me the job. I got home and that night at around seven o'clock, they called and said, can you come in tomorrow? and be here at 7 a.m. I was like, yes, yes, I can. <laughs> of course, kids, and, that and, is the message, yes. And and I, and, I, and I came, and then after that day, they said, can you work the next day? And I said, yes. And then they said, can you work the next day? I said, yes. They said, can you finish up the week? I was like, yes. And then they were like, can you come back next week? And, you, <laughs> and then from there, it didn't stop. You know, it went, went from there, went to another show after that, and just kept, you know, you just keep you keep working as hard as you can and and uh and don't be a jerk <laughs> don't be a jerk don't because that is the quickest way to get blacklisted here where nobody wants to work with you and that's been a discussion and i think another key thing here rich is like be fearless right that man asked you what do you want to do and you were fearless enough to say you know what this is what i want to do you were definitive on what you wanted to go after. And I think that's really important for those that might be listening in, you know? And yeah. when you get the opportunity, work very hard, right? I'll say it's it's not the normal path. I, I like needless yeah. to say, I didn't, I didn't go back to school. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't recommend it, but it's, it's yeah. the, it's my journey. That's my path that I, Absolutely. I went on that I needed to go to. Exactly. But another thing to go back to that point is, Everybody's path is going to be different, but very much similar, which is when you're given an opportunity, work hard at it, you know? So you yeah. must have really went in there and bust your butt to where they said, come back the next day, then the next day, you know, that doesn't happen to everyone, right? Oh, yeah. I think I'm sure a, you... I think it's a big point. I wanted to be the first one there and I wanted to be the last one to leave. I And I didn't want to ask when I could go. Like, mm. I wanted them to tell me, oh, you're still here? Okay, like you should go home. Like that's, that's always been kind of my philosophy. Is you know, they you hear you hear professional athletes say it all the time. Like I want to be the hardest worker in the room. It's like, well, yeah, I, that's what I wanted my reputation to be. Like I wanted to learn as much as I can. I wanted to be a little nosy, but not annoying, but nosy and nosy enough to like understand. For me, like that was my that was my college. That was my master's program. So like. Mm -hmm. I was I, I got to be in the rooms or, or I got to be a fly on the wall or try to be like as discreet as possible so that I could mm -hmm. I could see what was going on and I could see how the production ran and I could I could help the AD or I could help the line producer or I could deliver tapes. I remember like back in those days, like I was also like a runner. So they'd be like, 
you know, and when I say a runner, that's, you know, the person who who ran <laughs> errands, I literally would like be taking VHS tapes and dropping them off on my way home. And they'd be like, okay, we need you to go like to three different exec houses and then, and then you're done. And needless, and, and those exec houses would be like deep in the Valley, one in <laughs> Beverly Hills, and then one in like Santa Monica. And so like, it would take hours and I would just be yeah. putting them on doorsteps. And then I'd have to drive home to Orange County. And then I'd do it all over again the next day. <laughs> the next day. And that's after working a full, long, grueling day. Sometimes, yeah, but, you know, um, that's part of the grind. That's part, part of like how you do it, how you, how you build your own, how you build your reputation to want to be, you know, like what thought of again. Mm -hmm. Thought of again. Yeah. Then uh, that's a big point. And that was something that I mentioned before we got on is that level of professionalism, right. Of like really get in there and work hard. I think that is something that it's very pivotal that you mentioned. Now, an exciting message from our sponsors. When I decided to launch this podcast, I had the tools to find talent and market the show, but needed a skilled editor to bring it all to life. That's when I turned to Jacob Daly at redhawk.uk. His collaborative approach and swift revisions transformed my vision into reality. Redhawk.uk, your one-stop solution for creative content services. Reach out to them. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. Give us a breakdown of what your average day um, looks like. Let's see. For me, my average day um, is get up, <laughs> make breakfast for the kids, get the dogs fed, yeah, uh, and then and then get to work. I usually get to work. Uh, between eight and eight thirty, um, depending on if I'm dropping the kids off at school or not. So I usually get in between eight and eight thirty. I like that time because nobody else, ever. A lot of people get into the office around nine, but I have time to like kind of go through, go through email, do whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, and then from a day to day perspective, you know, it always fluctuates. It's not a, it. No day is the same. The only, yeah. the only, some of the things that remain constant is like, like I know that on. I know that on Monday and Wednesday, I have team meetings with my team and we go over, you know, all the pro we go over the projects we're doing and where they stand. Um, but then we do uh, a lot of like uh, a lot of like general meetings where we're meeting, we're meeting new talent, we're, you know, and it's just like a when I say general, that means like there's no topic we're specifically discussing. I'm just kind of getting to know somebody because mm -hmm. maybe there'll be a project that will come up that would be like, oh, that's right. Vonti is an expert when it comes to dating and relationships. Like we should think about Vonti for this. Um, oh, I was about but, to say, I'm like, probably not. <laughs> That's why my it is single. <laughs> but, 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 no, but, but I get what you're saying. But uh, to understand the context, it's you know, mm -hmm. meeting people and figuring out what 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 they like, what they specialize in. Maybe they like hosting. Maybe they're good at live events. Maybe we don't know that they have won. You know, twenty. 20 blue ribbons at state fairs for their, for their pies, like whatever it is. Uh, it's just getting them to know people on a, on a deeper level for when the right project comes along. And then also over like working on development of potential new shows that we might be interested in trying to find new worlds, like to explore that could be good for Netflix. Um, we're also, uh, uh, all the participant casting. So I have someone on my team and, and myself who specialize more in like the participant casting. So looking at, 
looking at different castings that come in for shows, whether it be for The Circle or whether it be for Squid Game, but uh, mm-hmm. kind of looking at, looking at casting videos and, and tapes there. So every day is kind of is, is, is pretty jam-packed. And then I'm also trying to stay up to date on just our content. There's so much content yeah. that goes out and like making sure that I under, like that I know all the shows, but I also know like what competitors are are, are looking at. Like mm-hmm. this season of Big Brother is is popping off. Like yeah, <laughs> I'm a fan of the genre. So like I like to watch other things too. Oh man, I remember when one of my favorite shows, Amazing Race, first came out. Oh yeah. Oh, that was my gym. That and Survivor. And I'm yeah. like, the fact that these shows are still going strong it's like the price is right i will still watch episodes of the price is right rest in peace matter of fact to bob barker because that was my man my grandmother put me onto that show and we were watching bob barker when he had black hair and then it transitioned to all gray (laughs) it was years of watching bob barker you know so I i assimilate that show with uh with being sick why? Whenever I was home, because whenever I was home for sick from school, I would be like, that was the daytime programming. Like, <laughs> watch. Well, you know what was weird about, um, you know, living in North Carolina. That's where I grew up. I was born in Brooklyn, but living in North Carolina. They would play reruns of stuff in the same day. So oh, like, yeah. yeah. So like Young and the Restless would come on, you know, around the lunch hour, but then they would play it again in the evening. <laughs> you know, so we'd come out after school and be like, Young and the Restless, because, you know, we were so used to our grandmother throwing on the TV. And I'm talking yeah. about the floor model wooden TVs, the ones Go that weigh a thousand pounds, right? <laughs> but no, everything that you're saying, Rich, is really helpful. What um what do you look for for your own staff when you're looking to hire? Like the knowledge base and everything, because that's another thing, another layer. You mentioned, you know, um, not going back to college but maybe that has changed or you might do a mix of it, like more hands-on experience versus someone having a degree from a certain program that you know is intense. So could you give us a glimpse into that as well? Yeah, I uh, I look for a couple things. I look for, I, I look at, I look at the team makeup as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like, like I know that in our senior positions, like I need somebody who, who, who's, who knows the genre who knows the marketplace who knows talent who knows like yeah who who knows uh you know has connections has has built relationships through the years whether it's with talent or with agents or w- w- with whatever so that's that's part of the makeup but i also look for um i look for people who are fans like that 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 you know love the love the genre and know what they're yes. looking for and, and and kind of like are are consistently our students of it. Um, another big kind of priority I look for is I I look for like listen I look for people who are smarter than me. Like I I want to surround I want people to be. Uh, I want people to to feel empowered, but I I but like I I don't have a, a problem with somebody knowing more about something than me i don't i don't mm-hmm. need i don't need that i think i want i want that i want the best and smartest people for the team and and through that we'll all grow another key thing i look for i would say this, this would be in the top three is i look for a difference of opinion i look for uh i look for yes. people that look 
uh, maybe maybe see the world from a from a different lens than I do. Yes, uh, or have the ability to like you know maybe it's connect to a different community or connect to a different world. So I think I think you know when you say long quick way of saying it is I look for inclusion and diversity because I think that uh, I think that there's a big the way I look the way I look and that I grew up might not look like, like the way that you you grew up it might mm-hmm. not look the way and that that somebody else on my team grew up so i look for for differences in in in, in opinions and cultures because i think it it makes us a stronger team to be able to 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 see things from different perspectives that so those, is, those are my key traits i love that and going into the diversity thing but i i love that point that you made is you're not looking for a yes man, right? You want somebody to almost challenge your ideas and stuff, which is really important because sometimes in those environments, people surround themselves with the same thing, right? So going yeah. back to the diversity portion, um, tell us about some initiatives that you've done. I know like, uh, I believe last year you did something um, in New York where we were supposed yeah. to link up, but we weren't able to link up, but that was about diversity as well. Can you tell yeah. us about programs and initiatives that you've done? Yeah, so last year we started a, um, it was a big part, a uh, uh, kind of vision on, on, from on my team with uh, with Ariel Dunbar, who's, uh, who's one of my managers here, um, that we partnered on a, on basically a, a casting INT pipeline for, for production for for our teams not mm-hmm. for not specifically for people that we're putting on shows for for the teams that are casting the shows so we partnered with um uh, Hendrick Martin Institute and Group Effort Initiative um mm-hmm. and what we did is we we brought in we we brought in five people um to uh to come onto our casting teams. So we're looking for like underrepresented communities, people who, who may not have heard that this is even a job. Like yes. most people that you ask about in unscripted casting, you say like, hey, how did you, how did you get into this? Most of us just fell into it. Like when mm-hmm. I started, I was a production assistant. I was a production coordinator. I was a post-production coordinator. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was a production manager. And then I, be, I became a casting manager. Like I basically was on like the management side. And then from there, I went to casting associate and casting director, but I like most people kind of like fall into it um, Mm -hmm. and they don't know that it's an actual job that's out there. So we wanted to kind of partner with some of these groups and, and give people the opportunity to let them know that this is a job. And, and so we, we brought in five, five, um, five people to to come in and be on a program and they got to work on our initial season of squid game nice. um but we wanted to t- we wanted to make sure that they have like a, a a kind of a well-balanced uh kind of like door open to 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 come into casting and learn casting in a safe space and also you know uh kind of grow and th- thrive from that i think in any of these instances when people uh it, all you need is all you need is a crack in the door. You need somebody to to make an introduction and thank uh, you. And and by 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 starting this pipeline and starting this, 
just trying to give people an opportunity to get their foot in the door. What you do from there, I can't control. I yeah. can't control your attitude and I can't control how you come in or how, like, if the job's right for you. But if if you come in and you take control, you can keep working. Like, you can you can keep doing it. So um, they'll, they'll ask that you was, back day after day. <laughs> they'll ask you back day after day. They'll say you're available tomorrow. Um, so yeah, so we did that last year and we're going to do it again this year. We're actually, um, partnering with, with GEI again, and we're going to do the same, same kind of program for, um, for five, I think about five people who want to try to get their foot in the door in casting. You've just tuned into an episode of Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their knowledge. This has been a production of Vonti Pictures, hosted by me, Vonti McRae, a screenwriter and producer. We'd also like to thank Bad Rabbit Pictures for the animated content and creator of upcoming podcast, Age of Prophecy along with our sponsor, RedHawk.uk, with all episodes being edited by Jacob Daly, director, producer, and a man of many talents. Come back next week as this saga continues for the Conversations with Filmmakers podcast.